when she um, came out of rehab, she started her own business and she said in six months she turned into a six-figure business and she said because she was addicted to her business and why is cheese so addictive there is a morphine like you know morphine mm-hmm. as in the drug um a morphine like substance in cheese and i put on again about six stone in about six months well everybody was calling him a chubby chaser um as in like he likes big girls mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i'm the chubby that he's chasing <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Celia Lee Show. It's your girl, Celia Lee. So today, as you can see, new setting, new studio. And we got, of course, another guest on, Carissa. Hello. Where are you from? <laughs> Tell them where you're from. Um, I'm from West Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I live in a place near Leeds. Wow. Um, so yeah, quite a bit away from London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Carissa came all the way from from Leeds. Yeah. Well, can I say Leeds? <laughs> yeah. For my podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She didn't really. She went out then. But I feel like... <laughs> you came yeah. for my podcast as well. <laughs> I would have done. If I wasn't coming, I would have done if you'd asked me. Yeah. Okay, so um, we met on Instagram. Um, and because uh, I knew you was coming to London, we've been talking on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because you're coming to London, I thought, well, let me make, uh, use this opportunity to get you on because I know you've got a business called uh, Keep Me Curvy, which yeah. we'll talk about later. Oh. And it's about your body transformation. Like, well, not about, well, it is about body yeah, transformation, yeah. but I want to use your experience to help other people. Absolutely. So, and uh, obviously, I want to talk about that. And, cool. uh, and also, because I see you talk a lot about self love mm-hmm. and that's what I like to talk about. It's close <laughs> to my heart. Yeah. So before we actually go into the podcast, what is self-love to you? Oh, it's so many things. Mm. Um, to me, self-love is having unconditional positive regard for yourself, loving, you know, everything about yourself, even the bits that you don't particularly like, mm-hmm. the things that you've struggled with, just embracing everything about yourself, including your flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about forgiveness, respecting your body, respecting your mind, knowing how to, I don't know, best utilise your mind and your body to get the most out of your life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and setting boundaries, making sure people don't overstep those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, just loving yourself as you would love your baby if you had yes, a baby yes exactly yeah. that's what i always say like yeah. self-love is like you treat yourself like a baby have mm. compassion be gentle be kind basically yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so when you say respecting your body how would you in, like, in your mind what is that what does that mean um so it's going back to nature really so mm-hmm. for me it's drinking water mm-hmm. making sure i eat fruit making sure i eat vegetables making sure i move um yeah just making sure I'm flexible, I stretch, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not doing anything to myself that would sort of put me in a position where I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I have struggled with anxiety, so I used to have panic attacks a lot. Um, wow, really? Yeah, so it was really hard sometimes to even leave the house, um, but that just stems from a feeling of not feeling safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anything I can do to just foster that sense of safety, really. Mm-hmm. How... Did you start your fitness journey? So I saw your Instagram post. You posted like before and after, mm-hmm. and it's a big change. Yeah. And I was like, "Well done!" And it's Thank really you. good. And tell me, take me from the beginning. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as a child, mm. I have always had a body. You know, I've mm-hmm. always been quite thick, even mm-hmm. as a as a little girl. Um, and I remember somebody made a comment about, "Oh, be careful! You don't like put on weight." And I, I was a bit like rebellious and I was like I am going to put on weight (laughs) I don't know why I was just like don't tell me what to do with my body kind of thing I had a little attitude going on when I was about nine or ten and anyway I must have manifested it because Mm. all of a sudden I was 
a lot bigger than my peers. Um, so I probably was around 12 stone in year seven, mm-hmm. which is quite big for um, mm-hmm. somebody who is, you know, only 12 or 11. Yeah. When you said you were big, were you like, you know, some people like are naturally that shape, but did you eat a lot as in get you gain weight oh, do yeah. you mean like yeah so I'd, I'd unhealthy weight basically absolutely yeah so I was eating all the wrong things I was yeah. eating takeaways I was eating a lot mm. of cheese a lot mm-hmm. of bread a lot of processed foods mm-hmm. and fizzy pop sweets yeah. chocolate that sort of thing um, and I think it was more of a comfort thing for me I was mm-hmm. comfort eating a lot yeah. um, and one of my like biggest comfort foods was macaroni cheese oh my goodness <laughs> I love macaroni I cheese know, yeah I, know. I don't <laughs> eat it anymore um, mm. as much but yeah that was like I just used to eat a lot mm. and it was all the wrong it, things I think it's coming like probably like a personal question it is a personal question yeah, but did you eat all of this because your family it was like the, your family wasn't really in that they didn't really know how to eat um, healthy or is something that you chose to eat on those yeah I, I think they tried um but my family is very slim so there's okay. never like any weight issues mm. in my family mm. um, so everybody's quite slim so they can eat what they want um, that just didn't translate over <laughs> to me unfortunately um, but yeah so yeah my nana for instance I live mm-hmm. with my nana for um, quite a big chunk of my childhood mm-hmm. and she literally eats sweets and chocolate and cakes and fizzy drinks and yeah. then has like sandwiches for tea yeah. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> You know what? When I was younger, I wasn't even allowed those stuff. No. My mum was really strict. I remember mm. when I was younger, um, about probably like five, four. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted crisp, my mum would always hide those crisp <laughs> in the top cupboard. Oh. And then I used to be like, mum, can I have some crisp? You're like, okay. And she, but she would get it and then she'd put a few oh, in a little bowl and then that's sweet. it. Like that. And then, oh. and then um, because she used to hide all the sweets, as, as I like, got older, I was never, int- I'm not, even now, I'm not interested in sweets. Oh, I think I'm so used to it. And uh, mm. I was never allowed fizzy drinks. I'm not, I just don't enjoy it anymore. Oh, nice. Um, but don't get me wrong. Sometimes, you know, when you're so thirsty, mm-hmm. when you have pizza, for example, oh, like, yeah. for some reason, fizzy drinks and pizza go so well yeah, together. Yeah, it's the salt and yeah, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so going, then you was size 12. And mm. then this is, how old were you, did you um, say? Like 11 or 12, but okay. I don't know what size I was. I know I was just a lot bigger than my peers. Mm. Um, so clothes didn't really fit me very well because yeah. it was all like one size fits all trousers yeah. and the shirts and things. How was you mentally? How did you, what did you think then? Because um, I was a bit of a tomboy. Mm. I didn't really care. So mm. I used to just wear... I don't think it was because of my body. I think it was just my personality. Yeah. I just would wear like really baggy um, tracksuits all the time okay. and trainers, and my hair would be like slipped back with um, uh-huh. gel. Um, so yeah, I didn't really care. It mm. wasn't really something I was worried about. Um, it wasn't until so I'd, I don't know if you'd call it puppy fat really because Pop- I sort of puppy fat, puppy you know, fat, okay. when you're young and you've oh, got yeah, like yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. of extra meat on you. <laughs> I had just a bit too much extra meat on me um but as i got into my teenagers i did slim out a little bit Mm. um so i I probably around a size 12 14 when i was like 15 to 19 um so quite happy with my size but then i got into like a really toxic relationship and in the space of i want to say nine months i am not exaggerating when i say i put on about five stone Um, because of the relationship yeah it was just it wasn't a relationship I should have been in I should have left it but I didn't Um, what (laughs) made you put on weight is it like I was I was like comfort eating Mm. so comfort eating was a really big thing for me Mm. that's something that um, I really struggled with Mm -hmm. and then food addiction as well so becoming addicted to certain foods like 
the chemicals in certain foods are talk addictive. Talk more about that, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sure. first of all, before you could talk about that, so mm-hmm. was it, were you stressed in that relationship? Yeah. That's why you was comforting. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so I do things like, I remember I was broke, I was a student, and mm. he was a student as well, so mm. we was both broke. Mm-hmm. And I would spend, if I had five pounds, I would spend the whole five pounds on chocolate and like la- extra large chips with cheese on, and I'd just eat until I felt better. Um, so yeah, I ballooned massively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that. What exactly is emotional eating? The, uh, the the difference between emotional eating and eating disorder. Okay. Um. So for me, this is how I yeah. would define emotional eating. Emotional eating is where you eat food to fill a gap because you don't feel good. Mm. So you might feel insecure. You might feel um, depressed mm-hmm. or anxious or sad. Just you yeah. know, just just something's lacking. There's you're not you're not a hundred percent, and you use food to fill the gap. Um, so that's emotionally in for me. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I think disordered eating it's uh, exists on a spectrum. Yeah. So for me, it would be like I I wouldn't have said I had binge eating disorder, yeah. but if somebody was watching me, yeah. they might have said that um, because I'd have everything on the bed like the crisps and the chocolate. Um, but I never sort of defined it that way. I was mm-hmm. more like I want to feel better, so I'm eating this yeah. food. Um, but yeah, maybe somebody could have looked mm. at me and said, oh yeah, this is binge eating mm. disorder. So um, like, you see, I want to understand, so you know at the time when they say, you know you're, did, did you know you were emotional eating? No, not okay. then, not then, no. So, so it's not something that we can tell people like, um, do you not want to like, uh, like um, eat better? Like, do you not want to live healthier? Like, is that, it's not something easy, as easy as telling someone as easy as that, is no. it? So you've mm-hmm. got to address the root cause, so, mm. um, part of the keep me curvy method the Mm. weight loss method is about addressing trauma so i I guess you would say that emotional eating stems from trauma whatever that is that Mm. feeling of emptiness or lack or um a feeling of unsafety can i ask what your trauma was um probably just from my childhood okay Um, yeah the way i was raised Mm. um i wasn't raised in a very stable background okay um so yeah Mm. it was quite traumatic Um, there was a lot of neglect yeah um so Mm-hmm. And then going back to food addiction, mm-hmm. what is it like? I know and for me, it just sounds <laughs> yeah. like you just want you just continually want to eat, even mm-hmm. if you're not hungry, you just want to yeah, eat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and is it a specific food or is it just food? Um, so there's there's different types. So there's you know how people have got addictions to um, nicotine yeah. and certain mm-hmm. drugs, and that would be like a chemical addiction because there's a compound in that substance right. that causes the body to get addicted yeah. to it. So there's certain foods like sugar. Mm, sugar sugar is addiction. Absolutely. That's The chemicals in sugar are very, yeah. very potent, like um, almost as addictive as cocaine. Mm. Um, there's been studies done to say that. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my big thing was cheese. So I looked into cheese and why is cheese so addictive? And um, Forbes magazine did a study, no, they didn't do a study, they wrote an article based on a study. And what they said was, um, what they said was that there is a morphine, like, you know, morphine Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. in the drug, um, a morphine-like substance in cheese that is there because the animals, the baby animals need to eat it. So there's this addictive sort of compound in cheese so that the baby animals eat it. But obviously as, as humans, we're eating cheese and it's, you know, it's making us addicted to this yeah. compound. That's why they say, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm not trying to talk from like, like a, 
as a vegan person now like yeah, yeah. a cow's milk or animal milk is not for us human it's not no it's not <laughs> oh, okay yeah, so. so then because i thought food addiction was like you're addicted to you know how they say like for example you're addicted to, to smoking uh-huh. it's I get. It. I also know it is the nicotine, but also I thought it's like the the, the movement, the, the habit. Yeah, the yeah, habit. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe food is just the habit of eating something. Yeah. Like that. Um, so that goes into it too. Um, as you mm. know, it's very difficult to break a habit if you're mm. in the habit of getting up every morning and having like for me in the past. Mm. Um, massive sandwiches with cheese and bacon and mm. sausages and <laughs> two uh, yeah. oh, i used to do this thing where i'd have like a slice of bread then my filling another slice of bread then a filling and another slice of bread like it's like a homemade mat <laughs> it was just ridiculous really <clears throat> when i think about it but that's the kind of thing that i would eat mm. just because i just wanted so much food all the time yeah. um so yeah if you're in the habit of you know getting up and having those types of foods in the morning or um you know going to dixie chicken after work or mm. wherever you go mcdonald's yeah. or whatever you need to break the habit and obviously it's really hard to break habits um so that's a part of it as well and then if you think about addictions like um sex or gambling there's no real chemical trigger mm. is there but what people are doing is they again it relates back to trauma they are using a behavior to fill yeah. a void um, so some people use food, some people use sex, some people use um, gambling, you know etc. I used to have a client. Um, she called herself an ad. She uh, well, she said she's an addict mm-hmm. and um, she was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. addicted to alcohol and actually also drugs as well actually. Right, right. And then um, and then now she's sober and then um, she's all good now, clear and everything. Oh, and then uh, and then but she kept but she said to me, I'm an addict. And I was like, yeah, but not anymore. She goes, no, but I'm an addict. I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I said you're sober now, mm-hmm. and she goes, no, but you just basically said basically saying that um, once you're an addict, you're an addict forever. So then afterwards, she goes, she explained it to me like, although I'm not drinking anymore, mm-hmm. but I will go find something else oh, okay. to um, probably like Fill you said, the to void. Tr- yeah, the void. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for her it was love. Yeah, she will literally. As soon, as soon as she finds a guy, find, find a guy, she dates someone, she'd be like all in. Yeah. She pop up uh, like proper like needy and things like that, really proper needy because yeah, she says yeah. she just want to feel love. Absolutely. And in, in fact, she even told me before that she used to be an escort. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and uh, and she, the reason she did it is because she felt loved by these men. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's she, sad. Yeah, and then uh, so then then anyway, um, apart from love, so all she also said also when she um, came out of rehab. Mm-hmm. She started her own business, oh, okay. uh, which was cosmetic surgery—not uh, cosmetic surgery, but like those oh, um, like fillers, fillers and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and she said, in six months, she turned into a six-figure business. Wow. And she said, because she used that addiction, basically, she she um, put that energy elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was addicted to her business, basically. Oh, nice. okay. So I guess you can kind of say addiction is can be good in some ways because it just yeah. made her help help her. Well, I mean, depends yeah. how you're seeing it, but if, yeah. if you overwork yourself, it's not really. Well, that's it again, because you can <laughs> yeah. get burnout then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. So that's why keep the curvy focus on self love because mm. nobody can love you how you can love yourself. Yeah. Like, it's really difficult for somebody else to love you condition unconditionally mm-hmm. when most people don't even love themselves unconditionally. Yeah. So you can't find love outside yourself. You have to find it within first. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and it's so true because um like going back to the, to that girl, mm-hmm. she actually didn't have no self love because mm-hmm. I mean it was it was it was obvious because if you have self love you wouldn't be like always craving for Absolutely. love do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah, yeah. Obviously, and then yeah. settling for these kind of men yeah. and over yeah 
but I think that's why you have to deal with the trauma. So mm. you really have to go back and look at what is the root cause of, like if I um, knew your client or your friend, mm. I'd be saying, well, what has happened in your life to make you feel that you are not loved? Like, you know, what has made you, what has got you to the point that you're at now and mm. then work to resolve that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I've had to do for myself. Like a lot of deep inner work. What did you do? Did you go therapy or anything with that? Yeah, so I did at first. Um, I'm not a real big fan of talking therapy. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it works. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that is because so many people spend years and years and years in therapy and they never get anywhere. Yeah. They, and I mean, they might on the surface, but from from the people I've seen anyway, it doesn't really get you anywhere. And um, just to give you a bit of background, I um, used to be a social worker. Okay. Yes, I've worked with a lot of traumatised people. Um, I used to be a domestic violence advocate. So a lot of women who experienced domestic violence and um, lived in refuges. So they obviously have a lot of trauma to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my master's degree was in um, abuse studies. So understanding sexual abuse and different traumas Mm. um, related to gender. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, from what I've seen, the things I've studied... Yeah, talking therapies aren't, aren't the greatest things yeah. to, to really get into the root cause of the, the yeah. matter. Um, so yeah, but I did I did a few um, counselling sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did about 10. Yeah. Um, and that just, I don't know, I don't know what that did really, other than I was able to just vent. And yeah. sometimes you just need to vent. Yeah, you um, just let it all out and get off your chest. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that I... I, I, well, I never needed therapy. I, I don't yeah. think I'd, I do anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I'm the kind of person I said to my friend, like, when I get angry, I hardly get angry. But when I do get angry, mm-hmm. you just need to let me vent. Yeah. Like, please tell you tell you how I feel. And then afterwards, I'll be fine. I, wouldn't, I won't disrespect yeah. you, I won't curse, mm-hmm. nothing like that. But I just need to let you know peace of my mind. Yeah. And afterwards, I'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be all happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So, what else did you do, like, in terms of inner work? Yeah. Um, so, I did a few things. So, I am a very intense person. When mm. I've set my mind to do something, mm. I'm going to go all out. Yeah. <laughs> so it might sound a bit extreme. Um, but for six months, I didn't leave the house, um, partly because of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I had to work to heal the anxiety. Literally, so as in, didn't step out, or you just didn't go out to meet friends? Um, it would vary. So some days, like the furthest I would have got in that six month period was to the corner shop which is like five minutes away but that would have been an ordeal like panic attacks on the way there panic attacks on the way back yeah so I used to get my shopping delivered um through you know online delivery Mm. or whatever didn't go anywhere but I I made the conscious decision that in that time space I was going to heal um so there is if for anybody who's got um anxiety or panic attacks there is an excellent resource called ilovepanicattacks.com mm-hmm. um and it's an online course um which is what really gave me the idea to do my online course because this online course mm-hmm. helped so much mm. helped me so much i was like oh i could i could sort of use this as a weight loss mm-hmm. um technique but yeah so anyone who's got anxiety or panic attacks um it's www.ilovepanicattacks.com and just take the course honestly it's it's like night and day now Um, so yeah so that's one of the things that I did I focused on that course and really took my time to get through it Mm -hmm. I journaled and it was so hard to go back to like pain points in my childhood and Mm. really just sit with my emotions um it felt like I was being I don't know like open heart surgery it was horrible but I I knew it was necessary yeah um I read so many books Mm. um I read I'm I'm a spiritual person, yeah. um, but I do believe in 
I call like a higher power God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of praying, a yeah. lot of um, journaling, yeah. a lot of speaking to God. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of reading. I read, oh, The Body Keeps the Scar is a very good book. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and in that book, there is a chapter where it talks about trauma and weight mm. and how a lot of women who, ha- women and men, um, but women in particular, who have experienced sexual abuse, maybe mm-hmm. childhood sexual abuse, mm-hmm. and how they become overweight or obese yeah. as a coping mechanism yeah. and as a defense mechanism. Um, so that was that was interesting um, to read. Mm. But yeah, just putting some of the practices from that book into place. Yeah, yeah. like it's good that you st- the last thing you just said, like putting those practice practices into place. Because mm. a lot of times I said that I said before that you can read all this self help book as much as you want, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you don't do nothing about it and you don't mm-hmm. put into practice, they mean shit. Yeah, and because because I said I know this girl. She uh, actually she was she was one of my clients as well. She um so in a, a PT session sometimes. Um, we would talk about stuff like they would tell me about the personal life like, like oh. relationship and yeah, stuff yeah. like that right so then she goes to me she was telling me about the um, the men problems and then she goes to me one day she was like oh my god Celia um, I bought this new book it's called Why Men Love Bitches oh, yeah. have, you, have you read it before? <laughs> I've heard of it yeah I've, I've read it before right? All right. anyway she goes oh my god I've done everything wrong I've been doing everything wrong and now I'm going to follow this book in the, and, and <laughs> so I can get it right like that oh. and then I started laughing because when I f- when I read that book, I was also um, in the beginning of my self love journey. Right. So, and I, when I was reading it, it, that book is funny though. That oh, book, uh, I'll tell you one of the things I thought funny was, it basically tells you t- tells a girl to don't don't tell the girls don't be a doormat girl, okay. but be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Because guys, if you guys guy basically will lose respect if you're a doormat girl. Yeah, if yeah, you just yeah. say yes to everything, uh-huh, but if yeah, you yeah. but if you're but if you're like um, if you're basically you're busy and you're not as like a yes yes girl then mm-hmm. they'll be like it's almost like you know that um it's a psychology the more the more you can't have something the more yeah, they want you basically like that yeah. but anyway so one of the chapters was saying like um if you ever do have a date and the date may be inviting that guy around get a guy around your house mm-hmm. don't ever don't cook for them on the first on the first the first right, time yeah, no, yeah. yeah but <laughs> they said and even the second one don't cook for them but what they say what you, if you do want to offer food basically just buy some popcorn or some cocktail sausages Aww. and and things like that. And then I just thought that is just rude <laughs> for me. I was I could never do that. You oh have really? A, you have a guest around though. Like I could oh, not dude. just offer you popcorn. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so you would make like a full meal? Maybe not. Not like maybe not like starter. Like do you know what I mean? Like yeah, probably we could give them something simple. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Well, that's just me anyway because yeah. I like to cook. But you can't just offer them like. Like olives, do you uh. you can't, like, <laughs> like you're gonna spend a few hours. Do you know what I mean have oh. crisps? I think that's just yeah. Sometimes it depends, like how how well you know them, isn't it? Like, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess yeah. Like, if you know, if someone's coming to your house, you know them well enough. Yeah, exactly. That's you what I'm saying. I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. if you like, you wouldn't. I don't think you would invite someone the first. If you're not time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, yeah, why that. would you? That, yeah. no, no, that, that's the suggestion. Anyway, so then I was just like, I couldn't do that. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. So basically, I was like to her after um. Because this is actually quite recent, she told me, and this book that I read was like, what will you be now? Twenty twenty, oh so yeah. quite so like three years ago. But anyway, so now obviously my self love journey is different, and like like mm-hmm. way different, way higher now. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, what I realized that I said to her, like, like I said, um, self help book means shit if you don't don't practice it. If, as in, if you don't know about self love, mm-hmm. 
um, it's the most. It's more important to know about self, to to learn about self love, loving yourself, than reading just these kind of like relationship books. Because yeah. when you when you love yourself, you you know you have the boundaries. Yeah. And when you have boundaries, you know what you want and what you don't want, what you will tolerate in a man yeah. in a relationship right. or dating, right? Mm-hmm. So all these like self help book about relationship won't apply because you it, it, it's not one size fit for all as well no, actually. And I just believe that as long as you know what you want and what what you tolerate, what you will and what will not tolerate, mm-hmm. um, these book is just yeah, no, useless, to be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, true. yeah. I think it goes back to um, what I was saying before. Until you deal with the root cause yeah. of whatever is making you so needy or yeah. so insecure, because um, there's all the attachment styles, like, um, yeah. you know, there's like anxious, avoidant, insecure, yeah, yeah, you know, ambivalent. Yeah. You need to go back to what is causing your um, mm. like attachment style to be so, you know, disorganized. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like putting a plaster on a on a I don't know an amputee. <laughs> like it wouldn't yeah. work, would it? <laughs> and then you had a re- so you was in a relationship, food addiction, yeah. and then when did you start? Was there was there like a point where you was like, that's it? You know what? I need to start this fitness <laughs> journey or whatever. Was yeah. between? Um, so I've been overweight twice. Like, so as a child, I was chubby, bigger mm-hmm. than most girls. Mm-hmm. And then um, slimmed out. And then I got to 19, got in this relationship, put on a lot, a lot of weight. So I was obese. Um, how, how much did I weigh? Probably around 16 stone. Um, mm. So yeah, I went from 11 stone to 16 stone. Okay. Um, so what <laughs> I finished with that, guy that I was mm-hmm. with me and him were together for like three and a half years was he also unhealthy no he was very slim so he was unhealthy but very slim one so one, one of the <laughs> those body types that just doesn't put any weight yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> um so yeah we probably looked very odd together mm. <laughs> but yeah it was um yeah anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so so that was the first time around mm-hmm. so what had happened was I met so when me and him finished mm-hmm. I met another guy mm-hmm. and um he was a DJ and he had you know when they put things on soundcloud and people are like shouting them out for the best oh, yeah, yeah well everybody was calling him a chubby chaser um as in like he likes big girls mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i'm the chubby that he's chasing <laughs> 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 so then anyway i was like i was mortified about that yeah. and then i was like okay and then me and him had like some dispute an argument or something i was like Do you know what i'm going to the gym I just, I didn't care about what I was eating. I was just like, I've got a lot of negative energy in my body. I just need to go to the gym. Mm. Um, and luckily I lived with three other girls who mm. were so healthy mm. um, and they helped, helped me so much. Yeah, they it helps. Did. It helps to surround yourself with people that are into that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one girl, she went to the gym a lot. So I just tagged along with her. And mm. at first I was just literally sat on the beanbags. Yeah. So she'd be working out and I'd be watching. <laughs> Wait, in, in, in the, the gym. house? Oh, in the gym? Oh, in you the sat gym. in a beanbag yeah, in the yeah. gym? Yeah, it was like um, <laughs> like a student thing. Oh, so okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, and then I had a really funny experience, actually, at that gym. Yeah. So I was sat on the beanbag watching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you this or not. Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me. Oh, God. Right, so I was sat on the beanbag watching yeah. my friend work out. I was at the gym. <laughs> yeah. And this um, guy comes over to me, and he's like, oh, can I have your number, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, you're cute. Anyway, should, probably shouldn't have done, but um, mm. he came to my house um, later on that night and nothing happened, yeah. but it turns out he really liked big women and he was like, please, will you sit on my face? 
<laughs> this is when you were 16 stones. Uh, yeah, so he was literally like, I really love big women. I love big women. Please sit on my face. Please sit on my face. I literally had to push him out of my house. He's a student. I was a student, yeah. He, 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 he was, was a student as well, yeah. So those fetishes do exist. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the amount of guys I got when I was big is like nothing compared to now. Like, no, nothing compared to now. Like I got more guys when I was big than yeah. I do now. I really hope you're liking this episode so far. And if you are, then please give me a like. If you're on Spotify, give me a follow. If you're on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That way you also won't miss any new episodes, any any content. And also you'll be helping me grow my YouTube channel. Please, that would mean the world to me. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. And all the guys that you got when you were bigger... Mm-hmm. They all asked you to sit on their face? No, no, just okay. that one guy. He was so weird. Okay. I was like, I had to literally push him out of the house, like, get out. <laughs> he was, like, really Oh, my God. On. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that helped, because then I started, like, going on the treadmill and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this? Um, Someone said this. I saw it on a reel, and they was like, uh, when a person is overweight, mm-hmm. obese, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why they're obese is because they don't love themselves, okay? okay? And and because they don't love themselves, they're avoiding. So they're trying to eat, they eat. Mm-hmm. So they're basically, it's like an energetic food where basically they eat and eat. So then they're basically repelling. So you're like create this space <laughs> yeah. away from that person. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Do, what do you think of that? I think it's uh, BS. Do you think so? I don't know. I think there's an element because, of truth. Because, like you, because I just feel like, you're eating because you what you want to you make make your bellies oh, bigger to push that person away so to, so to not receive love right so that would do you remember i said um there was the study that was done about the um women and some men who had experienced like ch- childhood sexual abuse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some people do put on weight as a protective measure really um, yeah so a lot of women okay. and it's it's unconscious mm. so it's you know like um a survival mechanism so people unconsciously believe or subconsciously believe mm. that if they are bigger they won't attract that negative attention or that unwanted okay. sexual attention mm. so I, d- I do sort of agree um, okay. not everybody yeah not everybody um so i don't think that's the case for everybody but i think in some cases mm. yeah because when i heard it i was like huh because I, I, I get this bit about um they're not loving themselves that's why they're mm-hmm. emotionally eating yeah, that's yeah. why but not necessarily they want to create a barrier yeah, but yeah. now you said that but also mm-hmm. i feel like you know some women i thought it's such a narcissistic thing to say for that person to say because some women that's bit like especially women anyway mm-hmm. have hormonal issues oh yeah yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not therefore they probably be eating healthy and working out, but they still uh, uh, um, struggling to lose that weight. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like it's so yeah, it's, it's very, such an insensitive thing to say. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. It's not for it. It doesn't apply to everybody. Mm. You mm. know, so you can't say, oh yeah, everybody who's big is doing that. Yeah. it's not. It's not the case. Like yeah, you yeah. can't generalize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think some people, like I said, it was a study that was done. So I'm not okay. just going off my yeah. opinion. <laughs> it was in. Yeah. So then anyway, because then okay after that gym, did you uh, when did you start actually? Okay, after that you went on a treadmill. Yeah, I was, yeah. When did you get into weightlifting and all of that? Okay, so um, not then. So okay. I got to 28. Mm-hmm. So I'd lost the weight in that time period. Through just cardio? Cardio, and yeah. And diet? Yeah, cardio okay. and diet. Um, mm-hmm. Really cleaned up my diet and became vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Are you still a vegan? Pardon? Um, yeah, 
I give myself a little bit of leeway now and again. If okay. I want a bit of feta cheese, I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a bit like me, actually. Oh, I call myself flexitarian. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I try, I try and stick to it. Yeah. Um, I think probably like 90% of my diet is vegan mm-hmm. and 100% on a really good week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, when, when, how old was I? Like 24. Mm-hmm. And I'd lost the majority of the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, quite healthy, going to the gym. Um, and then 28. Um, that was when I had like a very traumatic experience mm-hmm. and I put on again about six stone in about six months. So I went from 11 stone to 17 stone. Yeah. And it's because you was emotionally eating again, back mm-hmm. to emotionally eating. Yeah, again. because of the trauma that had mm. happened, that incident or like whatever had happened mm. it was in 2020. So mm-hmm. uh, like all the issues that were going on in yeah. 2020 and then my own sort of personal things going on. I just began to eat and it was just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, six stones in six months mm-hmm. um, and I ballooned to 17 stones. So that picture that you saw yeah. was in 2021. Were you depressed as well? Yeah, very mm. depressed, very anxious. Um, that's the period I was staying in the house. Yeah. So what had happened was that, I don't know whether I, w- like I said, um, I spent six months in my house and I was yeah. like, I'm going to heal. And I realised that actually part of healing was healing my body and healing my relationship with food and wanting to feel good about myself again, wanting mm-hmm. to feel attractive. Because at that point, I didn't feel attractive. So yeah. when I was younger and I was bigger, I still felt attractive. I still felt like mm-hmm. I was getting attention. I'm all right. you know. Um, but at that point, I didn't. I felt very low. I'd hit rock bottom. I'd hit rock bottom. <laughs> I can't say it. I'd hit rock, rock bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I knew something had to change drastically mm. and I knew that I could get results with my body and mm-hmm. I could get them quite quickly. Mm. Um, so I did it all wrong. I did it all the wrong way. I went on all the fad diets. Um, I did cabbage soup. I did juicing. I did. I don't think juicing's a fad. I do I do think juicing's got a place. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did everything. I, I just, and then it, I wasn't getting anywhere. I was like a hamster on a tread, on a wheel. I mm. wasn't getting anywhere. So I was like, right, what do I need to do? And then that's when I started researching nutrition, fitness, mm-hmm. um, weightlifting, um, and then just step by step. So I started with skipping outside for mm-hmm. ten minutes, um, and then again, still had the anxiety, but I'd get a taxi to the gym mm-hmm. um, because I could go in a taxi and not feel as bad as like walking or getting on the bus. So, so you see when you said like you you're able to go gym. So you won't have anxiety when you're in the gym? Yeah, I had a few panic attacks, but the thing about me is because I was working on the course, I yeah. was getting better and better and better. Right, um, okay. And I'd not really let anxiety, even though I let it stop me leaving the house, mm. if I really wanted to do something, mm. I would just deal with the panic mm. and just have the panic attacks. So mm. a few times at my gym, I'd have panic attacks and I'd just have to like take a couple of deep breaths and then just mm. keep going. Um, what triggers it? Um, oh, so... Like I said, it's a feeling of not being safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reason, if you don't feel safe, your body goes into survival mode. Right. And then all of the survival chemicals, like adrenaline, yeah. will flood the body. Mm-hmm. But because there's nothing happening mm. on the outside, everything's just calm and normal. Yeah. You know, your mind starts going then because you're like, oh my God, am I going crazy? And then mm. you get into like a really negative, anxious loop. Like mm-hmm. what's going on? My body feels like something's wrong. Like I'm about to be attacked, but I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm safe. So then your mind starts going then and that all feeds into it as well. So, because I used to think, because I'm really ignorant when it comes to these kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. like like panic attack and anxiety. I thought it was literally overthinking things, right? Mm -hmm. And then 
you just start going because you overthink things. You then go <gasps> like yeah, start, yeah. start like running out of breath. But I didn't really, when you just described the chemicals in the body yeah. make you go in shock. Absolutely, I didn't realize. I didn't yeah. realize it's actually an internal thing. I thought it's just like you just going, oh my god, oh, oh my god, no, like that. No, I thought no. it was that. Yeah, so it's both. So mm. that the the feel, so most people are unaware of the feelings in the body mm. and they just sort of concentrate on the mind. But this course obviously starts to yeah. make you more aware of what's actually going on. Mm. But the way I could describe it is sometimes. Imagine being in a car, but you feel like you're on a roller coaster. Okay. So you know that feeling that in your body oh, when yeah, it goes, yeah, yeah. and your stomach drops and your heart's racing and you know. Oh, it feels like that. It's, yeah, it's like. Or okay. I think another way to describe it is, imagine standing on the street mm. and you feel like at any moment somebody's going to pull the ground from underneath you. Okay. And yeah. how scary that would feel. Mm, mm, um, so yeah, that's what anxiety feels like. Mm. <laughs> so then, um, when did you, when did you start keep me curvy? So I don't really remember when I started having the idea of it. Mm-hmm. It was just, do you know what I used to do? When I'd lost the weight and I started felt started feeling really good and I was out and about again, yeah. I'd see women who were like very clearly overweight and I'd want to help them. And I'd want to say, oh, um, you know, oh, there's a book. So there's a book by um, a man called Alan Carr. Mm-hmm. And he... What, a comedian? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> a different <laughs> Alan Carr. Um, he's famous for his um, book, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Okay. Um, yeah. So back in the day, I used to smoke. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I read this book and I stopped smoking overnight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really hard to do. Like, normally, you don't... Is you there know. like a... Once, uh, can, you, can you summarize it quickly? Oh, like the easy way to stop smoking. Yeah, like yeah. Why, what made you stop it overnight? Like, yeah, what, yeah. What was the method? Um, so what he does, he um, like retrains the brain. Mm-hmm. So he undoes the conditioning that got you to start smoking in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I doing this? Mm. Yeah. So he tells you to smoke throughout the book, and then smoke as you're reading it. Yeah, yeah, so you don't have to give up smoking to read the book. So most people are like, I'm not doing that, I'm not giving up smoking. Yeah. But he says, no, keep smoking, just read the book at the same time. Okay. And then by the, oh, it's disgusting, but <laughs> by the time you get to the last cigarette, yeah. you li- he's like, right, okay, now you're going to have your last cigarette. But by this time, you're like, I don't want to have it. And he's like, no, have your last cigarette. So you have this last cigarette and you're like smoking it, but you really don't want to smoke it. It's, you're absolutely disgusted and turned off by it. And that so was hypnotise you for reading it? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, wow. But he's also got Alan Carr's Easy Way to Lose Weight. Mm-hmm. So that book was pivotal. I had to read that book mm-hmm. to get it going to undo the brainwashing and conditioning around eating certain foods mm. and why we eat and how we eat. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to go up to women and be like, oh, do you know there's this book? And, you know... Um, I can, you know, I just wanted to help people lose yeah. weight, you know, but I knew I couldn't do that because it's offensive. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, even like, when I was a personal trainer, like, mm. um, we basically, if you work in a gym, we've been taught that you have to walk the, the gym floor yeah, and yeah. I'll sell, sell PT. Like, if you want to get kind, you got to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, do, pe- logically, some people be like, you know, target the people that you think will need it. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, it might be offensive. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They might be like, oh, I might be happy with my way. Absolutely. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Well, sorry, I forgot. You were saying that um, you wanted to help women. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, okay, so I can't go up to people yeah. randomly in the street. Yeah. What else can I do? And I was like, oh, well, you know, the um, the anxiety course really helped me like recover from anxiety. Mm. So maybe if I did a weight loss course, that would help people, you know, um, be able to manage the mm-hmm. weight and you know stay mm. curvy and stay yeah. thick and you know lose the bits that they don't want but yeah. like enhance the bits that they do want yeah. um, so I did a lot of research came up with this course 
And then I thought, right, okay, I need people to know about it. Um, oh, so your Kimi Cover is a course? Yeah, okay. so it's, it's a it's a brand, but mm. pa- the the biggest sort of I haven't um, launched yet. The course mm. hasn't launched yet, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing I want to offer people is this course, and to say, right, okay, so we're gonna look at every single aspect that is got you overweight that is keeping you overweight yeah and then how to overcome that and sort of unravel it um so yeah i love that yeah. so you, are you full-time weight loss weight loss yeah, coach yeah yeah and so i did i've already got the background in um, mm-hmm. like trauma and understanding mm-hmm. trauma and from what i studied previously mm-hmm. um and then i did a personal training mm-hmm. diploma so mm-hmm. i have that so i wanted the knowledge i wanted to be able to yeah, say right okay i know course, what i'm talking yeah. about um so yeah i did that and yes, yeah, so just working on building the business and mm-hmm. creating the course, and yeah. I just want to give it everything because it's something I'm so passionate about. Yeah, I can not, tell. Yeah, <laughs> not just from like a physi- mm. physical point of view, but from a mental, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual point of view. Yeah, like it, it means so much. Yeah, and I want to talk about you know how I say this to people that don't just work out for aesthetic reasons. Mm-hmm do for vitality i said the physical will come regardless i mm-hmm. preach this all the time the physical <laughs> will come regardless Absolutely. and sometimes i'm thinking like i don't want to, a lot of people they just go gym because they want to look good look good mm-hmm. i get that mm-hmm. but i just feel like now you'd be so obs- obsessed about you just just how you, don't, how you are how you look yeah, or the yeah. physical appear- appearance is like there's no substance yeah, yeah and then you forget and you neglect the inside as in like and another thing uh, when it comes to food for example you know how um you know a lot of people say you should um um c- count calories macro all mm-hmm. of that stuff right mm-hmm. but people a lot of times they just remember the carbs fat and protein mm-hmm. but they neglect about the the vitamins mm-hmm. ad all of that kind of stuff minerals yeah, yeah, right yeah. those i always say the, car- the macros are is the petrol mm-hmm. for your car mm-hmm. so it's like petrol for your for your body yeah the um, vitamins and minerals the micronutrients is like the oil to keep the engine in the car run Absolutely. smoothly yeah. so after i was saying all the micronutrients is is as important are important yeah, yeah. as the macro mic, uh, macronutrients absolutely yeah, for yeah. everything for you yeah. the functioning of your body yeah um you know like i said i believe in a, a higher power creator mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all the food that we've been given the natural food that we've yeah. been given has been given for a reason it's yeah. to keep us healthy yeah. and to keep us vital and alive yeah. um, and also they have like um food with good energy high vibration mm-hmm. you put in that food into your body so like yeah. food that is, has no um, low vibration processed food basically yeah, yeah. and you got to think about these kind of food you're putting into your body if you you know like there's some people who are get, i know there are some people getting into um probably st- i would say like begin of their spiritual journey mm-hmm. but i think they also need to understand food is also part of it Absolutely, you need yes. to understand whatever yeah. you put into your body it's also part of your spiritual journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and so what's the what's the next step for Keep Me Curvy? Um, so I haven't launched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still working on the course. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I've got big dreams yeah. for Keep Me Curvy. That's um, good. Yeah, I just I feel like in the future, like maybe some ambassadors, people training mm-hmm. other women, teaching other women. TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, yeah. like. The um, <laughs> So yeah, we've got the podcast. Um, I want to start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, you know, this week, next week, I'll, yeah. I'll record for a YouTube channel just to get more information out there, just to get more awareness yeah. of, you know, the method. So do you mind like um, talking about what the method is? Yeah, um, so it's, it's based on six key steps. Mm-hmm. So we sort of start from the ground up 
Mm-hmm. So first of all, we look at, you know, self-love and like just holistic self-care mm. because I feel like without that starting point, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we move on to like addressing and looking at your trauma mm-hmm. and what is causing maybe the emotional eating, if it is emotional eating somebody's suffering from, um, looking at food addiction, what else? Um, a big part of the method is it's for women. It's a method for women and mm-hmm. it's looking at how the female body clock um, so you know women of childbearing mm-hmm. age have yeah. the menstrual cycle yeah. yeah so the method will be based on the menstrual cycle so it'll be looking at how to eat and how to move based on your menstrual cycle so it'll be teaching women how to I love that of, yeah that's go through each all phase. my language <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's so important yeah um, because you know there's I don't know about everybody, but a lot of women, um, you know, at a certain point in the cycle, the luteal phase, they want to eat more and more mm, and more, yeah, yeah. and either they restrict yeah. and like make themselves miserable, yeah. and then end up binging yeah. anyway, or they'll overeat and feel really guilty yeah. about it. And also, you you're more um, hungry when you're during your luteal phase because mm-hmm. your uh, metabolism naturally increases, yeah. so it's okay to eat more, and yeah. you want to nourish your body with mm-hmm. more. Uh, with more food and calories basically absolutely. yeah 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 whole so foods not processed food yeah absolutely <laughs> um, so there'll be a lot of education around what to eat when to eat it mm, why i love that did you yeah. read have you read um in the, in book. the yeah, yeah i love that book <laughs> yeah. that book really changed my life and also it's because of that book mm. why i decided to focus on women uh, became a personal trainer to empower women to help them be stronger mentally and physically mm. and obviously build confidence yeah, yeah. but um but when you f- when i first started in the gym obviously you have to take any client so I kind of forgot why I became a personal trainer but then COVID happened and I was just like you know something needs to happen you know I felt felt like I was just coasting so I was like why did I become a PT I went back to my why and it was to empower women and I thought how can I empower women empower women not just be any other PT Mm -hmm. just help you do with weight loss Mm -hmm. and I came across and I I think yeah it was this podcast I can't remember what podcast it was but she mentioned that book And then I was like, well, let me read it. Because it was really interesting what she said about the according to your cycle, things like that. And, yeah. I, and I just read that book, I think, in less than a week. Oh, nice. And I was like, this is it. I'm going yeah, yeah. to focus on my clients, help them train according to the cycle. Yeah. And yeah, so when, so when my clients are on the period, I tell them, like, I wouldn't encourage you to work out. Mm-hmm. I said, you can either take a week off yeah. or we can do Pilates, yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And then uh, most of them are okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and I don't know if you know, I've got... You actually, you do follow my other uh, page, isn't it? Mybody.uk. I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I talk a lot about it. You and do, yeah. I want women to to uh, start honouring the menstrual cycle and not, like, demonise it because yeah. thinking, like, oh, my God, oh my period is disgusting and, you know, it's embarrassing. No, like, your period is actually magical. Absolutely. You're bleeding every month without dying. <laughs> yeah. and, you cre- and you can create a baby. And mm-hmm. when you're on your period, you actually just, your, pur- your body's purging getting rid of this toxin and the excess estrogen which is important to get rid of mm-hmm. and it's important to ovulate so another thing like it's probably going off topic now <laughs> no, but leading on to like um contraceptive pills yeah they're actually not good really bad for your hormone because they're messing yeah, up your hormones absolutely. Like that. yeah so i actually i wish i knew this earlier i would have not gone went, mm. went on it um but yeah my friend um told me about the book mm. and yeah she's she's just amazing like um so yeah, I read it, and then yeah. I'd watched. I think before I read the book, I watched um, the podcast by Lisa Bilio. Um, I can't remember what her podcast is called, but mm. the woman who mm. um, is the author of that book, Elisa Bitte, yeah. she was on that podcast, and I was like, oh my god, yes, yeah, mm. old. Um, so yeah, definitely wanted to incorporate that in. Yeah, 
So but every woman needs to uh, read it, even mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. don't have a period anymore. Like even it talks about menopause and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah and it's also if you have young, uh, like young girls, it's also good to read and just educate you, get them know. Yeah. Um, and also at sti- on the topic of a menstrual cycle, have you heard of Mindy Pearls? No. Um, so I, f- um, I came across her at you know Stephen Bartlett. Oh yeah. Uh, she was on his podcast talking right. about intermittent fasting. So she's a doctor, yeah, yeah. American doctor. Talk about intermittent fasting. She got a YouTube channel like it's really good. And then mm. anyway, she talks about she got this book called Fasting Like a Girl. Oh. So basically, um, intermittent fasting we can do it. Mm-hmm. But not like men. Yeah, yeah. We have to do it according to our cycle, and mm-hmm. in uh, different, uh, you know, f- uh, phases of our cycle, we have to dif- do different lengths and things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get into fasting, she said. Yeah. But um, but it's really good. It's so fascinating. Oh. What's your relationship with your body and food right now? Mm. I <laughs> I love my body, mm-hmm. and I love eating food that is natural. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess it's positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like. Do you ever eat, as they call, cheat meal? Um, ever cheat meal? Um, no, but no. <laughs> really? Yeah. You wouldn't no. have a pizza or nothing like that. Oh no! Yeah. So I wouldn't call it a cheat meal. Okay, okay. Um, That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like cheat. Yeah, because yeah. it's not a diet, so yeah. I would never like um, encourage anybody to diet. Mm. Um, but yeah, like sometimes what I like to do is like make healthy alternatives. Mm-hmm. So like I make like I don't know um, a lot of like sweet stuff but I make it with like natural ingredients like dates and mm. like maybe maple syrup yeah um, things like that so yeah I like to do that but yeah I do I do something like similar so yeah. um, so I try to avoid wheat as possible much as possible because yeah. uh, um, uh, Mindy Pels she was saying that wheat is actually really bad for you mm-hmm. um, because of well Back in the days, it was fine, but now because of they, you know, the factory being stripping yeah. all the nutrients. But basically, they say we can uh, um, affect your microbiome, mm-hmm. your gut health. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually really bad for gut health, so that's why your me- it will decrease your immune system. So that because of that, like it put me off wheat. But don't yeah. get me wrong, I still have pasta and pizza every now and then. I can't yeah. stand away, stay away from them. But yeah. um, I love pancake. So what I do, I use chickpea flour. Oh, nice, yeah. And uh, I use agave syrup. Yeah, yeah. And all of that, so yeah, so so yeah that's the natural way to yeah, yeah. Do, and yeah. it's actually really nice. Yeah, and yeah, add yeah. cinnamon, nutmeg, all yeah, of that, yeah. still <laughs> coconut milk, and it's still, yeah, still yeah, nice. Um, sorry, I interrupted you there. No, no, it's fine. Um, um, so, yeah. would you feel guilty if you did go out and have like chicken chips or something like that, for example? So, oh, no, but then you're vegan, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just yeah. like, but so do you remember, stuff? remember when you said that your um, client said that she was an addict? Oh, yeah, so I know that I have an issue with food addiction right so okay. if I eat something like that it's a it's a spiral for me mm, so I, I will spiral down and I'll just want to eat more and more and more mm. um and so then I have to put myself back on track right. so I know that if I eat a pizza for instance it won't just be a pizza the next day I'll have something else and I'll have something else I'll have something okay. else and then I'll have to stop myself yeah. and start again mm. um so yeah if it happens if I, I do have a pizza and I am in that spiral mm-hmm. it's not a big deal I'm, it's not mm. the end of the world I don't I don't yeah. like chastise myself or anything yeah um but i know that actually i need to get my head back in the game yeah you're yeah. aware basically conscious aware. about yeah, it yeah yeah mm-hmm. because it will just spiral it'll just lead me to eat more and more and more you said you said positive relationship with your body mm-hmm. so what's your final words for women out there um just love yourself um 
no matter where you are or what size you are, mm. that's not important. Like what's important is what's on the inside. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have a long, healthy, happy life, then it is really important that you eat a natural diet because mm -hmm. like you said, it, it feeds you from the inside, it yeah. fuels you. And also you move your body because when you get older, you know, you want to be vital, you want to be able to move, you want to be able to bend down, you want yeah. to look good in your clothes, yeah. whether you're a size 16 or a size 6, yeah. you know, people are made differently, but you want to look good and you want to feel good. Mm. So just love yourself, no matter your size, no matter your shape, mm -hmm. and just, yeah, that's it really. How do you tell people, because you keep saying, you said, love yourself, mm -hmm. what would you, how would you describe it to people? Because a lot of people don't actually know what it means to love oh, yourself. Cause they, love might, yourself. they might be thinking, okay, let me just go gym and work out, or let me just put the best dress on, you know, things mm -hmm. like that, or yeah, yeah, or put the best cream on my body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we've all got something, you mm -hmm. know, we've, we've all dealing with something. Everybody's got their own demons, whether mm -hmm. they're big demons or little demons. And for me, the first thing we need to do is start looking at what those demons are, what caused them and how we can resolve them. Um, journaling, mm -hmm. writing things down, talking to a friend, talking to a therapist. Um, start with that, so start with, the deepest, darkest, you know, things that are going on within you because those things fester away. Mm. They, they, they sort of eat at your soul. And mm -hmm. I don't think you can love yourself if you're not addressing the traumas that you've got mm. within you. Yeah. So get those up, get them to the surface, start working with them. Mm -hmm. And then I would say like, do things like mirror work. Yeah. Um, look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Mm. You know, I know it sounds so cliche and so yeah. cringy, but it honestly works. It works like, yeah. yeah, we have a spirit inside this body mm -hmm. and that spirit needs to know that we love who that person yeah. is or who we are at our core. Um, so yeah, but on my podcast, I talk a lot about how how to love yourself and what self-love is. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I guess listen to that. But really start looking at what's going on internally, things that you need to resolve, and then just start looking after yourself like you look after your baby you know yeah. mind body spirit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i think also touching on the point where you said um let it surface mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is for you it is going to be uncomfortable absolutely we like we know like mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable but that's the thing like it's strength it, it if you can face sit and mm -hmm. sit with it that is strength that's where the growth is you will just become stronger yeah. and a lot of times i think we just being programmed to think like, oh my god, if something's uncomfortable, we just gonna we just avoid it, avoid yeah, it, avoid yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Sit with it, and that's have the strength to sit with it, have the courage to sit with it. And you know, a lot of times people say, you know, for example, like heartbreak. You know, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, your heart, you, you, that those feelings, those emotions are really uncomfortable. People say, oh, just go out, get drunk, or start no. dating. <laughs> no, those are just distractions. Distraction yeah. is not. It's just putting a plaster on the wound. Yeah, You're absolutely. not actually treating the wound. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's important to. It will take time. You don't know how long it takes. Yeah. Everyone's different, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, but and it's worth it, and you will get there. Yeah. So it feels like it's a never-ending journey, yeah. but you do get there. Yeah. yeah. But at the end, the result is so, like I said, so worth yeah. it, and you'd be so free and happy. Absolutely. And there was always a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Absolutely. Saying, yeah. There is. <laughs> thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank it's you. Been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Um, I hope you. I'm sure everyone's inspired a lot of people inspired and learn a lot from me because i've actually learned a lot about addiction oh, and stuff like that <laughs> and yes and anxiety i didn't know oh. about it and food addiction yeah. so yeah um thank you so much oh, thank you. and what's the how can people get in touch with you yeah um so i'm on instagram at keep mccurvey and then i've got um the podcast on spotify mm -hmm. apple and everywhere else mm -hmm. um at keep mccurvey yeah um so yeah that's where people can find me all right amazing
guys, if you're watching this, it's because you reached to the end. You really watched it to the end or listened to the end. Like, I'm so grateful for you. Like, thank you so much for your love and support. Um, it would mean the world to me if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel or follow me and actually not all and follow on Spotify. Give me a like. And if you want to connect with me, get to know me more, then follow me on Instagram at I am Lee. All right. See you in the next episode. Mwah.